Okay, everybody, welcome back to another Lukutamai Ran Shir. This, I believe, is our 29th Shir. We have Baruch Hashem, all inside text-based classes from Lukutamai Ran. As always, you can find more of these classes on the breastlifresearchinstitute.org or on my SoundCloud at Nach Daily or Shia Sussman. Having a little bit of camera difficulty today. I see people keep going in and out of focus, but we'll just work around that, I guess, to whatever we could. Uh, tonight, I wanted to learn with everyone lesson 24 in Tinyana in Lukud Maran, the second Chelek. And it's actually Rabbi Nachman's most famous words that he said, Mitzvah Gedola Leos Basimcha Tamid. It's a very, very big mitzvah, always to be happy. And we're going to learn what he said about that inside. Most people don't know the rest of the lesson, other than that he said it's a mitzvah gedolios v'simcha, most people don't know what he actually said after that. So, I keep seeing myself going in and out of focus, it's distracting me. But either way, uh, since most people don't know what he said after that, I thought this would be a good idea to learn with everyone. And also, really continuation of last week's lesson, which was lesson 23, which was, is really piggybacks together with this. These two lessons, teachings, and Lukud Maran are paired with each other back to back. And Rav Nussan actually explains them together. Last week, we learned about dragging, turning depression into happiness. So this week, we're going to learn about how it's a mitzvah to be happy. And I saw actually brought down uh, that this is one of Rabbi Nachman's most important teachings regarding healing. In fact, I'll show everyone over here. There's a book called Wings of the Sun. You guys could see that over here. It's called Wings of the Sun. And it was written by uh, Rav Avram Greenbaum. And the, this entire book, it's like a textbook almost, cover's falling off, is all based on this short lesson that we're going to learn. <laughs> it's all about healing and amuna and being happy. And uh, it's amazing. I just want to introduce this piece to say that, you know, we'll we're going to talk about the implications of this piece for the next few shiram. And Amir Tashem will get to, this ties in with the Tikna Klali, Rabbi Nachman's Tikna Klali. Hopefully we'll do a shear on that. We haven't done that yet or spoke about that. And it's amazing how, I just want to highlight this, that he said, it's a mitzvah gedol ilios basimcha, that it's a big mitzvah to be happy. You know, that when you're, when you're sad and you're down and you're depressed, life is extremely, extremely difficult. You know, but when you're happy, it becomes easy to do mitzvahs. The things that seem impossible to you, you start feeling like they're actually possible. So for starters, obviously, when a person's depressed and down, mitzvahs become a burden, life becomes a burden, Torah becomes a burden, and it becomes very hard for a person to feel successful and want to be able to succeed in life. So another just thing that I wanted to highlight over here that he talks about, it's a really big mitzvah to be happy, that we see how much uh, people suffer from depression nowadays. And this is all going to tie into the lessons. I just really wanted to take a minute to really introduce it. As a therapist, I see in my practice all the time, you know, clients for depression and uh, some interesting statistics. The, the National Institute of Mental Health brings that there's 17.3 million adults in the U.S. have suffered at least one major depression uh, disorder, Right. That's 17.3 million adults in the U.S. Uh, and with teenagers, it becomes 3.2 million between just the ages of 12 and 17 uh, experience feelings of loneliness 
and isolation in the U.S. So we see how Rabbi Nachman, I mentioned these not to scare people or anything like that whatsoever, but just to really show how Rabbi Nachman was really so ahead of his time. He was so advanced. He said these things in the early 1800s, and there was no such thing as positive psychology. There's no such thing as mindfulness. Uh, there's no such thing as, you know, being happy all the time. It wasn't something that was spoken about, but yet we see Rabbi Nachman, much of modern day psychological ideas can be found here. And we see how Rabbi Nachman really spoke about these times, like what was going on in the middle of Ukraine, right? Nothing, what was going on then? There was a few people around him, and yet he was talking about happiness so much and talking about healing that it seems that Rabbi Nachman was speaking to us nowadays in our generation when we see how many people how many people struggle with this topic. So again, just to show like how far reaching his mind was and how he spoke about things at the time when people didn't speak about these things. It wasn't really spoken about. It wasn't really uh, something that people addressed. Okay, that introduction, we're gonna jump. I'm gonna jump into the screen share and we're gonna go a little bit slowly through this piece, but uh, it's gonna be well worth it. So I'm pulling up the screen show over here, the short piece over here. And we're going to learn, you know, the first line over here, okay? Mitzvah gedola lios besimcha tamid, right? Lesson Chavdala 24. Uh, it's a very big mitzvah to always be constantly happy. And to distance a person from sadness and depression uh, with all their strength. So you see right away, it opens up. It's a, I always feel like, you know, we're so hard on ourselves and like it's, we're so hard on ourselves to the extent where we need permission to feel happy with ourselves. So right away, Rabbi Nachman says, it's a big mitzvah to be happy. Now, most people don't know the next line, and this is really going to be most of the topic of the lesson tonight. It says, cholos habayim al adam, and all sick comes upon, comes upon people. All sickness comes upon people. Kulam ba'in rakna kilkal hasimcha. It all uh, comes on, why do people get sick? He's saying over here is because there's a kilkel in their simcha. They don't feel happy. Now, I just want to take a minute and really pause, pause on this idea over here. Uh, I'm going to stop the screen share, right? So he says, he says, people get sick. Why do people get sick? He says, because they're not really happy that people are filled with anxiety. People are filled with worry. People are filled with fear. People are filled with rage. And all this contributes to a person's not only mental well-being, of course, but into a person's physical well-being. And again, Rabbi Nachman said this way before there were any ideas of the mind-body connection, way before there were any ideas. Hold on, I'm just got to fix this. I keep going out of focus, driving me nuts, right? Rabbi Nachman said this way before any ideas of the mind-body connection, way before uh, any ideas of uh, psychosomatic or anything like that. He said, if you're not happy, so then a person gets sick. All sickness comes from a lack of happiness. And I wanted to bring this book in. I'm not going to read from it. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. This is, uh, I'm actually in the middle of reading. It's by Dr. John Sarno. A lot of people have heard of him. And this book's actually called The Divided Mind. I actually started reading it uh, a few weeks ago. And his, Dr. John Sarno's entire method is talking about how our mind actually creates pain for us. Uh, the pain is real, it's not fake real, the disorders are real, I'm not saying that, I'm not a medical doctor either, I'm just saying what he says. He was really the first person to introduce this idea of mind-body, uh, the mind-body connection. 
that Rabbi Nachman spoke about already over 200 years ago. He's saying that that all sickness comes from a person's from a person's a uh, lack of happiness. This is what uh, Dr. John Sarno called psychosomatic. And just to share a story on this, I actually did a video on it I, uh, to really flesh out this, and we'll go further in the piece. We'll see Kabbalistically how all this plays out. That a, uh, for years, I used to clinch my teeth, my back teeth, and I have like fake teeth in the back and all different sorts of things. And I was always wondering, why am I clinching my teeth? So I had all sorts of dental work and all sorts of things like that happened, and I needed to do it, right? But I was still grinding my teeth, so I grinded through the dental work. And someone had introduced me to Dr. John Sarno. This is the second book of his that I'm reading. Uh, but someone introduced me to it, or I would say, uh, last summer, and I read it, and he talks about how rage, how repressed rage and anger really causes us to either grind our teeth. It comes out in all different sorts of sickness. And I actually read the book, and they uh, actually stopped grinding my teeth after. I haven't really ground my teeth since. So, uh, and again, it's just, I'm just bringing this to be mechazik, the point that Rabbi Nachman is saying over here, mitzvah gedola lios besimcha, that it's a very big mitzvah to be happy. And all sickness comes from lack of happiness, which it's not just a far idea is that nowadays there are, and I can't speak for the medical world, again, I'm not a doctor, but, but there are many doctors and there's much medical knowledge that point to the mind-body connection and psychosomatic illnesses, which is something Rabbi Nachman spoke about already way before his time, which is really incredible because I'm actually reading this book over here and he brings all sorts of proofs from Freud and this and that to talk about how there's such thing called psychosomatic. And I'm just thinking over here, wait a minute, Rabbi Nachman says it. He says it right away. People become sick, it gets increased, it gets exacerbated because they're not happy, right? So we don't need Freud or anyone to tell us that. We have Rabbi Nachman here right away. Now, let's jump, let's go further into the screen share. Okay. Uh, now he's going to explain how this all works. There are 10 different types of music, right? That, which is an aspect of happiness. And just to preface this, uh, the, the first Rashi in Tehillim says that Tehillim was written corresponding over the 10 Lashonos of Nagina, the 10 uh, types and types of words there are for music, which is Bracha, Maskil, Ashrei, Nitzuach, Mizmor, right? So we have 10 words for song which is amazing. Like they say, Eskimos have a lot of words for snow because that's something that's important in their culture. We have a lot of words for music because music is important in our culture. There are 10 different types of music which correspond, which are happiness. Like the Pasuk says, On the 10 string instrument, because Hashem made me happy. So Ale Ashur, Ale Asur, the ten-string instrument, Rabbi Nachman sings that there's ten different types of music. He's bringing that as a proof. The Elo Yud Minei Nagina, and these ten different types of music, Ba'in Mitocha Sar Minei Defikin. These, I'm going to, first I'm going to read and then explain after I read. So if it's not clear, hopefully we'll get clear as we read more. Kiesha Sar Minei, the Elo Yud Minei Nagina, and then these different types of, ten types of music, Ba'in Mitocha Sar Minei Defikin. They come into the ten different types of heartbeats. Behe Mikhayan Osan, and that brings us alive. The Al King, 
Therefore, when there is a damage in a person's happiness, which is corresponds to the 10 different types of music, therefore, uh, it comes sickness and illness into the 10 different types of heartbeats. That got ruined through the 10 different types of music, which is simcha. Again, I'm just going to read a little bit more and then and then we'll explain. Because all sickness is incorporated in the 10 different types of heartbeats. Which gets destroyed. I'm oh, sorry, I skipped the line already. Because all sickness is incorporated in the 10 different types of heartbeats. And all different types of music is incorporated into the 10 different types of music. And according to the damage and the destruction that a person had in their happiness and in the music, therefore they get a sickness that corresponds to that. And also the doctors, they've explained this, like I was mentioning Dr. John Sarna before, but obviously Sarna lived after. That all sickness comes a person through depression and sadness. And simcha is considered a very, very big healing. So let's just explain. Let's just explain all that. See, my camera keeps going out of focus over here. But whatever, right? That Rabbi Nachman is saying like this, that there are 10 different types of music, right? That we said that the Hillam starts with Ashrei, Bracha, Maskil, Nitzuach, Nigan, Shir, right? These are 10 different words. Music makes a person dance, they make you happy, right? So these 10 different types of music correspond to the 10 different types of happiness, right? If you listen to music, a person gets happy. Now, Rabbi Nachman introduced to something called the Isar Mine Defikin, the 10 different types of heartbeats. We have a Kabbalah from the Arizal that Rabbi Chaim Vital brings that indeed we actually have. 10 different types of pulses. Now, if you ask me, I feel my pulse, it feels the same, right? I cannot tell you what the difference between the 10 different types of heartbeats are whatsoever. Actually, someone told me in India, there are people that could, that could check your pulse and tell you what type of heartbeat you have. Again, I don't know what that means. But apparently, we have 10 different types of heartbeats. And therefore, when a person is, a person's simple, a person's, when a person's happy, they draw that energy into their, vitality into their heart. As we say, a person's heart is pumping. He's full of life, right? When a person starts dancing and a person feels the simcha, so they feel sort of elevated as if a person say like, I'm pumped, I'm pumped up, I'm ready to go. So what happens is when a person's lacking in their simcha, they're lacking in their heartbeat, that withdraws the energy from their heartbeat, from their pulse, and from that comes sickness. Comes that from that comes physical. Come that comes physical uh, maladies, right? So this is really an incredible thing. And just to explain this, just explain this uh, a little bit. Explain this a little bit more. You know that uh, it's brought down again in in the Alpi Kabbalah. Not that I know much Kabbalah at all, but uh, Alpi Kabbalah. It's brought down from Rechaim Vital and the Arizo that are 10 pulses, a, uh, it comes from, Hashem created the world and he was 
mitzamsen his creation. He was mitzamsen, he constricted his elokus in order to allow us not to overwhelm us with uh, his kedusha and allow us to exist in this world. And what he did was, is the same way the physical world, which we're a part of, uh, he constricted his light in order for us to be able to tolerate his light, in order for him to be able to, so to speak, allow his presence to be experienced, so too when it comes through us. One of the ways Hashem, Hashem's life force and energy gets drawn down into the world is through our pulse, right? That our pulse, the fact that our heart beats is seemingly uh, brought down that our pulse is really one of the interfaces that Hashem uses to integrate His spiritual lights down into the world. That through our pulse, through our heartbeat, and the rhythm in our body, right, somehow that a... Uh, that is one of the ways that Hashem uses in order to draw his life force down into this world, right? So like the way I like to think about that is, and this is rooted in Kabbalah, that it's brought down. And again, that uh, the 10 pulses correspond to what is known in Kabbalah as the, the uh, partsuf, the interface, the uh, spiritual edifice known as Abba, as this masculine form that, that it's like this raw energy, this raw potential, the raw light of Hashem, the light that comes from the spiritual world known as Abba, gets drawn down through the Asarmini Defekin, through our pulses, and that how is one of the ways that Hashem, again, brings His spiritual light down into the world. Now, what does that mean for us? And, and you know, without all the fancy uh, Kabbalistic terms, and, uh, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm speaking here with a little bit of reverence. I'm just trying to explain what Rabbi Nachman's talking about. But basically, you know, our heart beats. How does that work? Does anyone really know how our heart beats? Like what keeps the heart beating, right? It's spiritual. It's ruchni. It's like the more a person understands the way the body works and the miracles that are happening every day within inside our body, that there's a clock and then it stops. And how does it all work, right? So that itself our heartbeat is, is, it's totally divine, right? And if anyone would think, no one knows when the clock is going to stop. And if anyone would really think about our hearts, the very fact that our heart beats, we would, it, it would lead, all roads, I say, would lead back to Hashem in that way. So Hashem uses our pulses as a way to draw his energy down into the world. And as Rabbi Nachman is saying, that when a person is lacking in their happiness, so a person just feels totally lethargic and they feel overwhelmed, and then that healing that uh, a person needs to do becomes very, very uh, difficult to do. And I'm not saying people don't suffer. I'm not trying to make light of it at all in any way, shape, or form. But what I think here is, I think here is that uh, there's a lot, a lot of hope here because anyone who's suffering uh, medically or anything like that, as this whole book, this whole book was written on this topic. This is about Rebbe Nachman's lesson we're talking now. And this whole book, Dr. John Sarno, is really written about the same topic also, right? Uh, there's a tremendous amount of hope here and healing that a, person, that a person can do when a person acknowledges their feelings and they use this time of a uh, sickness for spiritual healing in order to take stock in themselves. 
and that when a person feels when a person feels happy somehow that happiness draws down light into their life it draws down light and it actually has the ability to bring them to uh bring them to healing and so we have some questions over here your class are getting can you upload them to apple podcasts if you want to set it up i'd be happy <laughs> hey uh but we could talk about that after and uh let's go let's go back into the screen share going back into the screen share thank you for the compliment also hey uh okay uh villa usted now he's going to talk about it in the future and in the future, the in happiness is going to increase in the world, right? But Al-Kain Amru, I'm just going to interject over here, that it says in the future, what does Yeshaya Hanavi say? He says that the blind are going to see, right? And the, uh, the lame are going to walk, right? Which means there's going to be a, a complete happiness. There's going to be a complete recovery that comes down into the world through their Sarbanein Defikin and the Sara meaning Niguna, that there's going to be so much happiness that gets spread in the world, and, and, and therefore, as a manifestation of a tikkun of Abba, of a tikkun of the, of the, uh, of the happiness, and the Sarmine Defikin, which obviously correspond to the Esser Spheros, right, that there's going to be such happiness in the world. The byproduct of that is the blind are going to see and the, and the limp are going to walk. <laughs> Let's see what Rabbi Nachman says, right? And in the future, happiness is going to be great. Therefore, Chazal say, In the future, Hashem is going to be at the head of the tzaddikim, the Rosh Chole, he's going to do a whole play on words over here, the Rosh Chole, the head doctor, to the tzaddikim la'asad lavo. The Hainu, she macho la'tzaddikim. Hashem's going to make a circle for the Sadiqim. Hold on, I see it's a little bit cropped out over here. Let me just fix that quickly. Okay, there we go. The Hainu. She Hashem's going to make a circle for the Sadiqim. And Hashem is going to be at the head of the sick person. Again, we'll read and then we'll explain. Because the uh, the Shrina, Hashem's divine presence resides on the head of a sick person. Like Chazal say, Hashem has sustained me al eres when I was in on my deathbed. Because a sick person has feels no energy. The, the Shrina, the Divine Presence, Hashem, sustains that person. And in the future, through happiness, all sickness will be healed. Then Hashem will be at the head doctor or the head healer or the head of the sick person. He'll be at the head of the circle. Because happiness is the antidote for sickness. And because of this, And that's why happiness and dancing is called chola. Happiness is called a mochol, a circle, and dancing, because it's a, it's a tikkun for sickness. Now let's just explain. <laughs> I know it's a whole mouthful every time. Rabbi Nachman said it in a few words. It's like a, it's like a whole world, you know? It's incredible. 
So Rabbi Nachman's explaining over here that in the future, the whole world's going to get healed. And this is what it says, In the future, Hashem's going to make a circle and dance with all the tzaddikim, right? Now he's explaining the world, that Hashem's going to make a circle dancing with all the tzaddikim. That comes to the word chole, that Hashem's at the head of a chole, that Hashem's at the head of a sick person. What's the, what is the, the dancing and the macho, the dancing, the circle, and being at the head of the chola, being at the head of a sick person have to do with each other. What's the play on words here? The play on word here is, is through dancing, through happiness, through simcha, then a person is able to become healed. That when a person feels happy and they embrace what's happening to them and they're able to overcome the anxiety and the worry and the difficulty and the physical ailments and the challenges, and even so they grab amuna and they grab onto happiness with that, then they're, then in the future, when all that is revealed in its full manifestation, then a person is going to be healed. And that's what it means that Hashem is at the Rosh Chola, the head of a sick person. And this is also what it means. that In the future, Hashem is going to make a circle for the tzaddikim because through dancing, like we learned last week, right? Dragging sadness into the circle and having it flip to happiness through dancing, through dancing, that's going to bring the tika and hachalas. Through happiness, that's going to bring healing to everyone. Now, I know it's, it, it could be hard to hear for people struggling, obviously. But people, especially nowadays, there's so many struggling with COVID and other types of illnesses that uh, when a person goes with amuna and a person goes with faith, so it becomes easier uh, when the anxiety and the fear grip you and they take you over, uh, it just spirals downwards. It, it, makes it, it makes it very, very difficult to deal with. And they, I remember hearing even right when COVID hit, Ramosha Weinberger, I heard a quick audio from him. And he was saying that uh, when a person's fearful, that's when, that's when all the sickness creeps into a person. When a person feels calm and they try to calm themselves down and they try to go with Amuna and they try to make themselves happy, that's the best protective measure uh, they have. And this is what Rebbe Nachman is talking about, preventative medicine in many ways, right? That when a person is happy, when a person feels secure, that's he says, a mitzvah gedol It's a very big mitzvah to be happy. And all sickness comes from lack of happiness. So a person sees that they get totally run down and they get sicker and sicker and sicker. But a person who's able to not just fake it, but deeply have a positive attitude, a, uh, then it becomes easier. And this is what it says also. It's worth it to mention that the Gemara brings that Chizkiyahu HaMelech actually had something called the Sefer HaRefuah, a book of remedies, and that Chizkiyahu was Ganuz, he hid the Sefer of remedies. So this is a wild thing, that the Gemara says Chizkiyahu had a, uh, he had a Sefer that had all the antidotes to all the sicknesses ever, apparently, right? And what did Chizkiyahu uh, Melech do? The Gemara says he was gone as the Sefer Arafuas. He hid the Book of Remedies. So there, again, there's much ink on this topic over here. But one thing that I saw explained, I saw it over here in this book uh, by Rav Avram Greenbaum. Uh, it's called The Wings of the Sun, Traditional, Traditional Jewish Healing in Theory and in Practice. Uh, based on what we're talking about now, is he says that Chizkiyahu uh, hid the Sefer Arafuas because he was trying to show people that 
in many ways, the true refuah comes from Amuna in Hashem and comes from being happy. And people, he, he writes that people were becoming too reliant on just going to the book and getting healed. And he said that really, he goes on to explain at length that how really healing comes from uh, Amuna, comes from happiness, and comes from a uh, not running yourself down. Okay, we're going to go, we're going to go a little bit weiter over here. Back to the screen share. Okay, Valklau. Now we're going to, he's going to further talk about happiness. Valklau. Now this is like classic, classic wrestle now. You ready? A person needs to strengthen himself with all his energy to be unbelievably happy constantly. Because the nature of a person is that a person we feel drawn after sadness and depression because of the different happenings that happen throughout a regular day. And every single person is filled with pain. Therefore, Therefore, a person needs to force himself to be super happy always. And make yourself happy with anything that you want. Even with acting silly. We're going to come back to that, acting silly. Uh, so again, a person should try at all, even to make yourself happy with this famous thing that he says, with bimile deshtuta, with silliness. Ach, shegam lev nishbar hu tov ma'od. Of course, having a broken heart is very good. Im kolzehu rak ez be'ezeshah. Nevertheless, you should only have a broken heart for an hour a day, right? Because he writes in another place, if a, a broken heart is very close to depression that a person who breaks their heart too much, they might fall into depression. So therefore, you should only break your heart for a little bit every day. And it's fitting that a person should establish themselves one hour every day to break their heart and to break your heart and do hispite of this and speak to Hashem in your own words, Hashem. Like we've explained many times. But the entire day, a person needs to be super, super happy. Because from a broken heart, it's very easy to become depression, to become depressed. More than a person falls through depression, uh, they won't fall with happiness, which means like if you're happy, Okay, you'll fall a little bit, but it's not going to be too bad. If you're depressed, oh, ho, ho, that's the pits. And then a person comes to holilis, frivolity, because Lev Nishbar, holilis is similar to Lev Nishbar, but it's not Marosh Therefore, you need to be really happy. Because only for a brief moment in time, you need to break your heart. This is unbelievable, right? So let's, let's again, let's recap. A person needs to make themselves to be really, really happy every day and distance themselves from sadness. And now Rabbi Nachman goes on to say over here 
even be acting silly, even what he calls mile deshtuta, right? Just act silly, get yourself out of yourself. Like, you know, like I think of going like, blah, 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 or, you know, just acting totally, totally wild and silly with mile deshtuta in order to relax yourself, to calm yourself down, and to just lighten up a little bit. And so much we take ourselves so seriously and everything that happens so seriously that what happens is, is that it winds up you know, making us very heavy-minded and it winds up making us depressed. And Rabbi Nachman saying, avoid depression at all costs. Do whatever you need to do. Of course, he's not saying drugs here, right? But do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy, right? Better to be happy than to fall to depression. Because once you fall to depression, boom, you're done. You're not going to be able to do mitzvahs. You're going to start doing all sorts of averus. So it's better you act silly, better you take time to relax, better you take care of yourself and do the things that you need to do. Uh, a friend of mine, he told me, what does he do for Mili Deshtuta? When he does his spider this and he's feeling really down, he tries to do a handstand. <laughs> you know, anything, just to wake himself up again, you know, to act silly and to have a good time. Because again, once you fall to depression, it becomes, it can become very, very difficult to break out. So Rabbi Nachman is warning us and Rabbi Nachman is urging us to be super, super happy and to uh, live with Simcha, to live, to really, really live with Simcha. Any, uh, guys, this is great. Any questions, comments later to the editors? Anyone want to add anything? Who would, it's, it's funny, I think, like, he said these such simple words, mitzvah gedol Yos basimcha. Like, 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 why would you need to be told that, right? But yet, we still need to be told that. Why right? is it a mitzvah? Why is it a mitzvah? Okay, I'll take a, there, a lot, again, a lot of ink has been written on this question, why is it a mitzvah? I think because uh, if you, it's, it's like the mitzvah of Amuna, right? It's not necessarily counted in the Monea HaMitzvahs, uh, it depends who you go by, but not all the Rishonim account the Muna as one of the 613. Uh, the reason for that is, is because it's one of these things that supersede mitzvahs, that when a person's, it's like the Derech Eretz Kadmah Torah. When you're not happy, you can't do mitzvahs. When you're happy, it becomes very easy to do mitzvahs. Uh, so therefore he says, it's mitzvah gedol ilios besimcha. It's a very mitzvah, it's a very big mitzvah to be happy and distance yourself from sadness as much as possible. And like, what I like about these words is, even though I keep coming back to them, it's just, it's simple, right? It's just so simple. Just, it, it's something that's so obvious, but yet we need to be told it over and over and over and over and over again. As we've, as we've been learning in all these pieces over here uh, and have we been learning through all our shiurim, how much we need to give ourselves permission to be happy? How much do we need to find our good points, our nakudatovas? How much do we need to learn to go softer on ourselves and treat ourselves gentler and treat ourselves nicer and value ourselves than go hard on ourselves and really run ourselves down? And when we start running ourselves down, even our mitzvahs are, are, are a, uh, even our mitzvahs become difficult and we don't want to do them. It's like the Rashi's Chachma. He talks about Ava and Yira. That Ava and Yira, love and fear, are like wings of a bird that are able to take our mitzvahs and bring them 
to the places that they need to go and really elevate them. And when we do mitzvahs without Ava and Yira, love and fear, uh, it, you know, our mitzvahs don't necessarily go to the necessary places where they need to go. And, you know, I think that really is happiness, simcha, you know, could be just tied it all together, you know, like when you're with simcha, it's easy to do mitzvahs with Ava and Yira, love and fear. Mitzvahs don't become a burden. They become fun and mitzvahs become enjoyable. But when we're depressed and we're down, so our mitzvahs don't go to the right places. They don't go to the right targets in the areas that we want them to. So again, Rabbi Nachman's coming along and saying, mitzvah gedol elios v'simcha. It's a very, very big mitzvah to be happy, right? We can't stress this enough. Like, we do so many mitzvahs that we're not even happy for it, right? So you have to ask yourself, what's all my mitzvahs worth if I can't even be happy with a single mitzvah? So Rabbi Nachman is teaching us to take time, talk to Hashem, have a muna, don't run yourself down, have mile deshtuta. Silly, right? Just act silly. There's nothing wrong with acting silly. Uh, parenthetically, we have some people making silly faces. Parenthetically, uh, I know the people in the shear, uh, on the shear live know this, but the people that are going to hear this shear recorded don't know this. My family has a uh, weekly newspaper, a weekly newspaper between all their cousins. It's a wonderful thing. It's called, it's called the Family Fuse. And Every week, uh, my, my nieces do it, my nephews do it, it's all my siblings, everyone's involved with it. And we read the family fuse every week and there's, uh, you know, my father writes when I was a young column and my mother writes granny's wisdom and they, uh, kids write interviews, what did, this, what did this cousin do that week? What did this family do that week? Every week we read it at the shop's table. And I instituted into the, into the family fuse paper uh, something called Shia's Papaya Guaranteed to Make You Laugh. Ho, ho, ho! Well, it's a weekly joke section where I put silly jokes in there. And none of the jokes are really, are really too good. Maybe I'll do another video just on the jokes, you know? I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. I know, it's terrible. You heard about the guy? You heard about the guy who had his entire left side chopped off? He's all right now. Or uh, the guy who cut himself... Uh, cut himself chopping onions. Yeah, he's got greater problems. Get it? Greater, greater problems. I know it's horrible. But the point is, is that you have to have mile distuta. You have to have stupid jokes. Okay, they're not funny, but they make you smile even for a second. They make you smile even for a second. Rabbi Nachman says, "Mitzvah gedol elios besimcha." Even mile distuta, even silly jokes that are that are really bad. Like, why are trees? Why are trees so suspicious? Because they're shady. They're shady. I know. It's terrible. Anyways, it's always good to have mele distusa. It's always good to act silly. And just to lift yourself out of yourself. Because so many things, we run ourselves down. As Rabbi Nachman says, that it's such a big mitzvah to be simply. Even, even through mele distusa. Even through silly jokes. Uh, I can't even get a laugh from my family for these jokes. All my kids, and including my wife, like to roll their eyes at me. But... We put the jokes in the column anyways in the Family Fuse newspaper because that's a good thing to do because we have to take Rabbi Nachman's words of Mitzvah Gedol Elias Pesimcha and even through Mili Deshuta very, very seriously. We have to take it very, very seriously to stay away from sadness and to make ourselves alive, bring ourselves energy and in, in ways that we know how to do. And that's So I wish give everyone a bracha that 
we should stay away from sadness. We should, everyone should come to a complete healing. Everyone should come to Rafua Shalema. And we should be zochet to take Mili Dishtuta. We should find the good in ourselves. We should understand that true healing comes from Amuna and anxiety and fear runs us down, that we feel like we have nothing left of ourselves. And they, uh, we, should, we should make ourselves alive to be able to do life. Now, in the next year, I'm going to end with this. In, in the next shirim, Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassin take this little lesson over here. And we started last week because it's piggybacked with last week's shir. Uh, again, it's 30 pages in Lakuta Alachas. And this little yeso that he's talking about, about the Sarimine Defik and the 10 different types of heartbeats and Simcha and the 10 different types of music, the Sarimine Nagina, we're going to see this on a whole new level. We're going to see how this plays into the Tikkun HaKlali, Rabbi Nachman's general remedy. We're also going to learn about how this corresponds on uh, Rabbi Nachman's story of the seven beggars on the last day. Uh, there was a beggar with no hands who was able to retract all the arrows, the 10 different types of arrows with the 10 different types of poison because he knew the 10 types of wind. We're going to see how in the future, how Simcha, all sadness connecting with last week is going to flip to happiness. And Amir Tashem, we're going to do a few shirm on this, on this little, little, little piece over here. We're going to see in Rav Nassin. And uh, it's just exciting. It's all very exciting stuff, everyone. So I wish everyone to have a good Shabbos. Anything to add? Anyone want to add anything? Yeah.